Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. Everyone knows about the agony of defeat, but there is also an agony of victory. Success can be exhausting for a leader. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. This is the last in a series of podcast episodes based on my New York Times bestseller, Relaunch. This will be the most personal and intimate of all of them. If you missed every other one in the series, I'm glad that you've tuned in for this one. If you have missed the others, then you can certainly get them. They're all archived. I hope that you will listen to every single episode, and I hope that you'll get the book. We want you to have it. We have a a way at the end of this podcast, someone's going to come on and tell you how to enter the coupon code relaunch and receive a deep discount on as many copies as you want. I hope you'll get one for yourself. As you hear this, I'm sure you're going to also think of other people, colleagues, maybe associates, maybe staff. Maybe you want to buy one for every person on your staff. Maybe you want to buy one for a leader you care about. But I pray that you will get it. I hope you'll get the other uh, episodes. But if this is the only one you listen to, I believe you've tuned in to the right one. Too few of the leadership books, seminars, websites, quote-unquote experts today, talk about the price of success. Being a leader is hard. It demands huge sacrifice. It's often lonely. And almost no one takes an emotional beating like the leader. Write this down. If you're in leadership, you're going to get hurt. You are going to get rejected. You're going to be insulted. This is what leadership can mean. And when it does, you can bleed all over your staff. I suggest that you should not even bleed over your spouse. Don't bleed on your staff. Your spouse, too, deserves a little sanity. You can, though, bleed on God. In the life of a leader, there is a vacuum, a need for a place of of inner comfort and healing that only God can see and only God can fill. No one in your life will ever fully understand. No one but God will ever see all that you're dealing with, all that you're facing, and all that's going on inside of you. And he does see it, and he loves you. This is why I believe that leadership is an opportunity to know God at a deeper level if we will avail ourselves of that opportunity. The great leaders learn to rely on God to sustain them when nothing of this world can. And this too is the price and the privilege of leadership. Harry Truman once said, if you want a friend in Washington, get a dog. The same is true of most leadership roles. A dog may be your best friend by the time you're done. Have I scared you yet? I, I, I hope so, a little bit. I, I think anybody who's attempting to move forward or up, if you will, in leadership needs to be sobered up about the price. We need sober leaders who have counted the cost and decided to build the tower anyway. If you are truly a committed leader, 
your golf score won't be as good as it might have been if you're working for wages. You will likely give up time with your children. Most leaders' marriages suffer added stress, and leadership will also cost you friends. I must say, however, that most people don't have as many friends as they think they do. Anyway, if you make it through life and you have two or three good, close friends, true friends, not somebody that friended you on the internet, you're actually ahead of the average. Here's the thing. There's a cost to everything in life. If you go to the store to buy a candy bar, you have to pay the price for that small pleasure. If you get to the store and decide you don't want to pay the price for the candy bar, then you put your money back in your pocket and leave. That doesn't mean there was no cost. It's just that there was a different cost. It cost you that delicious candy bar. College is going to cost you $100,000 or more. You don't want to pay that price? Fine. Not everybody should go to college. Don't pay the price. But now you must live a different kind of life, one without a degree. There's going to be a cost in that too. Every decision has a price. This principle is what economists call opportunity cost. The cost of effective leadership, to my way of thinking, is well worth paying. But don't forget that there are some results for which the price is far too high. Success shouldn't cost you your family. Success shouldn't destroy your marriage. Nor should your family and your spouse pay the price for your success. Leadership shouldn't make you sinful or insane. Being the president, being the pastor, being the chief executive officer is not supposed to make you crazy. It shouldn't destroy the balance of your life. More than 20 years ago, I went through the darkest time in my adult life. Just as we reached the height of Southeastern's post-turnaround ascent, I mean the, the university was going and blowing. We were adding graduate programs. We were building tens of millions of dollars in buildings. Enrollment was skyrocketing. At the same moment, I went into a personal nosedive that threatened my marriage and my leadership. It was a classic case of executive burnout. For me, it was an eclipse of the sun. Success can be toxic. You need to know that, not just to hear it or read it, but you need to know it in yourself. My life stretched out thinner and thinner as though it was the surface of a balloon that was ever inflating from the inside. The problem was that I lost touch with my own core connections on the inside. My deep love for God and my wife became compromised. I became angry and dark, sullen at home. I made bad choices and barely held serious depression at bay. In public, I hid my loneliness and my depression, but at home, I didn't hide it near as well. I wasn't the first executive to experience toxic syndrome of outward success and inner failure. Tragically, I also won't be the last. What I now know is that you can turn it around. By the grace of God and with a loving wife, I got through it. A wise counselor helped me. A couple of true friends were indispensable. There were many days when bailing out was a temptation. It simply looked easier than hacking on through a dark jungle of depression. 
the time and resources spent striving for restoration were demanding. But hack on we did, my wife and me and those around me, now that I'm through it all and on the other side by a couple of decades, I'm grateful for what I learned. Someone once said that in leadership, the only thing worse than failure is success. I don't know who said that, but I think I know what they were talking about. The thinner you are stretched on the surface of your life, the more toxic your inner life can become. Don't be deceived about this. Are you spending most of your leadership energy on the outside, on the surface of your life? Then you better get back on the inside. Remember those things that are real. Hold on to them. Do them again. Carve out time for your soul's work, for your true self, for your most precious relationships. I know you've heard all this before, haven't you? Can you hear it now from an executive who peered into the abyss and found light on the other side? Marriages on the brink can be turned around. Some of the tools needed to turn around a marriage are the same ones needed for turning around a company or a college. Institutional reality, for example, which I spoke about in an earlier episode. Before a marriage can be turned around, reality must be faced. How unhappy is your spouse, really? How wretched are you to live with, really? How long since you sought yourself, your soul, or your God? Really sought. Second, the personal investment of turning the culture of a company is not unlike turning the culture of a marriage or a family. Brittle relationships and damaged hearts can be turned by the emotional investment of leadership, kindness, humility, servanthood. They're expensive, I'll be honest with you, and they require deep emotional investment. But remember, in a turnaround, there is no substitute for the personal expenditure of the leader. If one part of turnaround leadership is hanging on, pressing through, and many people talk about that, not giving up before the mission is accomplished. I believe in all that. But another part is knowing when to ride off into the sunset, leaving things in good order so the next leader can look like a genius. There's a famous photograph of the Giants quarterback, Y.A. Tittle, from 1964. He's kneeling in the middle of the football field. His head is bowed and bloody after a vicious hit from a defensive end. Though nobody could have known it at the time, the picture depicts the effective end of Y.A. Tittle's football career. He had been one of the greatest, leading the Giants to the championship game three times, though never winning. At 38, he was really getting too old for football. But he had to come back for one more year, one more try at the championship. Tittle was as tough as nails and was accustomed to playing hurt. But he never really recovered from that hit in Pittsburgh. He finished that season 2-10-2. Everybody agreed. Y.A. Tittle had played one season too long. When I first saw that photo, it scared me for life. I knew right then I didn't ever want people to say he should have quit last year. So when it's time to leave, leave. Let somebody else pick up where you left off. Your organization doesn't define you. 
If you can keep that in mind, you can bring your unique vision to bear on the organization you're called upon to lead as long as you're called upon to lead it. Just like my fifth grade teacher in that mean little elementary school, you may help people under your leadership to dream big dreams. Believe in a future that is very different from the present. She taught me to dream. She gave me permission to dream. She honored my dream and made it seem real to me that someday I would be a writer. Now, my 20th book is being published. Much of it because of a little lady teaching in a poor, run-down little elementary school who just simply said that I had God's permission to dream big. May you always empower the dreams of others. May your dreams come true. But in the process, listen to someone who's been there. Don't let the toxic cost be so high that it destroys you. Develop a distant early warning line, a do line, that will tell you when you're about to collapse or make a mistake or make bad decisions. Get with a friend. Develop your soul's work. Get back in with God and get God back on the inside of you. Take time for your most fundamental relationships, especially your marriage and your children. Don't put your basic relationships on the altar of a pagan God who demands their blood. Instead, seek God's grace for inner healing, for strength, for peace, for humility. It's okay to leave at the end of the day with some things undone. It's okay to go home at the end of the day and have dinner with your wife and kids with some phone calls not made. It's okay not to be the best, biggest, highest, most glorious, most successful of your field, whatever that is. It's okay for you just to be you, to do a good job, and to find the approbation of God and those around you. It's not okay to destroy your life and to destroy the lives of those around you in pursuit of a success that is a constantly retreating horizon. Constantly tantalized to build it bigger, make more, earn more, learn more, accomplish more. And that moreness of life is highly toxic. Listen to me, my friend, if you don't hear anything else. Success is what we all want. Everybody wants to do their best, to accomplish all they can, to have their dreams come true. I understand that, and there's nothing wrong with that. I believe in having a dream and following that dream and pursuing it and working as hard as you know how to do to make that dream come true. But I also know that there's a warning on the label. And that warning is, inside the room labeled success, there can be great blessings, great return, great reward. There's also great danger. Go in there alone, without any friends and without God, and without the inner strength of the character built before you get in there, and that room can destroy you. The room labeled success, certainly a room we all want to be in, do our best, accomplish the best that we can. But remember, there is a toxic flow in that room. Get over in it unprepared, and it can destroy you.
Here's my best counsel for you. Begin to build your inner self. Build on the inside of you. Because that inflated balloon of responsibility that pushes life further and further out to the extremities, that balloon can burst. And the destruction is not just yours, but even the company or the organization or the ministry that you tried to build can be destroyed by it. And those that you love, you really do love them. Maybe you just forgot that you loved them. The God that you love, and you really do love God, don't you? But maybe you forgot how much or how much he loves you. I'm urging you, don't let your life move only to the surface. That's where the toxic nature of success will burn you down. Go back onto the inside of who you are and who God is inside of you. God wants you to succeed. He wants you to be blessed and to prosper. He wants you to do your best and to achieve great things. He wants, God gave you your dreams and he wants your dreams to come true. What he doesn't want is for your dreams to destroy you and the pursuit of your dreams to destroy you. Success in business, success in leadership, success in ministry, whatever that means is a fine thing. But success in life, that's the real deal. I had a student at Oral Roberts University some years ago, an African-American student, and I asked him who in life he admired most. He said, I admire my father more than anybody I've ever known. I said, tell me about him. He said he gets up five days a week and goes as the driver of a garbage truck. He works on a garbage truck every day, five days a week. He goes out and hauls away other people's garbage. So he said, so that I can go to college. He said, I admire his determination, his strength. But he said, he never was a garbage man to me. He was my little league coach. He was my dad. He was my model. He was my hero. He was so much more than a garbage man that I now look back on it and admire that garbage man more than anybody I've ever known. That student inspired me. In fact, maybe what I should say is his, his father inspired me. Wasn't it interesting? Here, here was a, a university president, a man who had been a president of two universities, the pastor of a megachurch, the founder of an international ministry organization, the author of a couple of dozen books, and who I really admired in that moment was a man that drove a garbage truck because he had become more, not less. And I realized that's what I want in life. I want to come to the end of my life, which I'm a lot closer to now than I was. And I want people to say, sure, he was a, a college president. Sure, he, he was a, a, a great leader or whatever. He was a, a pastor. Yes, he was a, a wonderful preacher, but he was so much more. That's what I don't want. I, I don't want to be less than those things I did professionally. I want to be more than those things that I did professionally. I want to be the dad that my son and daughter love and appreciate. I want to be the husband that my wife could admire. I want to be the leader and the person that inspired others. I want to be that guy 
who was not made less by what I succeeded at, but that guy who was made more, greater than anything I could ever succeed at in the natural realm. I want to be that person that God called me to be, not just the leader that he called me to be. Until we meet again, this is Mark Rutland. This has been The Leader's Notebook. To order a copy of Relaunch, please visit the store at drmarkrutland.com. Enter promo code RELAUNCH to receive $7 off of each book. To order by the case, call us toll-free at 888-823-8772. Thank you for listening to The Leader's Notebook.